Parents and guardians, it's time once again for the Fearless Parenting Show. Well, 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 welcome to another episode of Fearlessly Parenting. I am back for part two of my two-part interview with Mandy McCall. If you'll remember from the last episode, Mandy is a former college volleyball player and high school health teacher who is married to her soulmate and is now a mom. Mandy has published her your first book, The Birthday Suit, which serves as a resource on how and when to have that difficult and awkward birds and bees conversation with your child. Her book launched October the 5th of this year. This, her first book, will make a huge difference in many parents' lives. We have links in the podcast description, so check those out. And without further ado, here once again is Mandy Natal. But now I want to talk about a second topic. Uh, here in Texas, we love our sports. And I'm quite sure they do in all 50 states, but we love our sports. I we, believe you. I believe you. <laughs> and we get so wrapped up in it as parents, you know, but you have some things that parents ought to know and think about when it comes to their little athlete or their teenager athlete. Uh, enlighten us on those, if you would, please. Okay. So I started playing volleyball in seventh grade um, in middle school, and I played all through high school, played club volleyball. I played junior college volleyball. I played division one volleyball. That's where I finished. I played professional afterwards. I refed. I coached club. I um, was a high school head coach, and now my kids play volleyball. So basically... I have done every aspect of volleyball that you can possibly do. <laughs> I know all different areas. It's now, now, with that, though, I um, have worked with and am many parents. Um, and I have seen from what my parents did when I was a player to what my parents that I coached, what they did, um, and now me as a parent. There's something that I just want to share with parents about athletes. And oh, about their journey, um, I saw way, way, way too much of parents interjecting themselves on their child's experience. Your child's athletic experience is their experience. Um, from oh, parents, so go ahead, go um, ahead. <laughs> from parents um, advocating for their child and coming and talking to me afterwards. Um, in appropriate situations, like on the phone or like right after a game in front of the whole team, like I have had all of it. Um, parents who come and they talk for their child. When you come and talk to a coach about your child, you are taking your child's own ability to stand up for themselves and to advocate for themselves, uh, to be an advocate. You are taking that ability away from them and that experience where they can talk for and and fight for what they want or what they believe in. Um, I had so many parents do this. And I said, please have your child come talk to me. That's who needs to come talk to me. I'm coaching your child. I'm not coaching you. Mm -hmm. So I just, and I, and I saw so many situations where parents 
um, and this happened in my own home, they would go home and they would talk about things they didn't like that happened in the game. Oh, the coach shouldn't have done that. Or the ref did that. Um, again, putting their ideas into their child's head about their coach and interjecting like it, like it's them experiencing it where it's the child. Here is the parent's role. Are you ready for this? Oh, go ahead. Drop it on. Here is the parent's role. When you have a child playing a sport, you take them to practice and you pick them up from practice. You praise them for their efforts and for their earned accomplishments. Mm. And that is it. You don't talk bad about the coach, about another player, about what they need to improve on. That's the coach's job. You focus on principles, work hard, be honest, um, teammates, be a good teammate, um, be a good team player. That's your job as a parent. You're not a coach. You're not a psychologist. You're, I mean, you can try. I mean, you just teach the principles, but I just saw so many times where parents try to have their own cool experience through their child. And that is not how we develop good humans. Maybe if you want to just be an athlete for the rest of your life, but no, you're, they're going to grow up and they need to be a good human first. Oh, you're absolutely so. right. You kind of remind me of something. I, I had, a, I work in a Royal Ranger ministry and uh, we, we take boys camping part of what we do. And they have a, a patrol system, much like scouting does. And, uh, I remember going to the campsite and I got a young adult leader and, uh, you know, so he says, okay, what's the first thing that we need to do? And I said, Hey, see a guy, bring me a couple of chairs, chairs. I said, hold on, it's going to be okay. And, uh, Bring me a Dr. Pepper. What, what do you want? What, we got time to drink Dr. Pepper. Stand. I said, oh, just uh, okay. I'll have a Coke. And so we we're sitting down there, and uh, he go, but we got to get this camp set up. I said, it's going to be okay. Uh, senior guy, yeah, get the camp set up. You know, we went through this. We talked about what needed to be done, and uh, then I turned around. And so, so how was your day? And that junior high young man went. It got the leaders that were beneath him, and they put up the campsite. And, you know, if they make mistakes, then it's my job to correct and then redirect them so that they go back and, and that they would they would fix that. And I mentioned the story to say this. Kids are capable of much more than we give them credit for. Yeah. I, I've seen junior high boys, I say, hey, Take this group of boys and, and, and take them down to the restroom. You know, he can do that. I, I don't need to take them down. And and I have people come from church and go, how in the world do you get a junior high boy that will take a bunch of elementary age boys, line them up and have them go orderly <laughs> to the restroom when they're adults that can't even do that? I say, it's all about <laughs> training. And then you, you train them and then you set them loose and you watch them from a distance. And uh, if you need to make corrections, you do. And then you set them back out. But what I'm hearing from you is that, hey, okay, son, daughter, you got this uh, issue, this concern, something that you want to work on. Go tell your coach. Now, let me ask you, would it be okay if they were to practice, the kid practice what they were going to say? Not the parents tell them, and then have them practice, but hey, what do you want to tell the coach? Have them tell it, get it practiced, and then okay, 
So what are you going to do? I'm, I'm going to go speak to the coach. Today. Yeah. Oh, 100%. One thing I didn't say in there is, as a parent's job, it's our job to listen, not to tell our kids our opinions so that they our opinions become theirs, but to say, tell me how you feel. What do you think? And they tell you. And you say, okay, so what do you want to do about it? Mm-hmm. And yeah, just listen. They want to tell you. I I saw with my, I love my dad. He's amazing. He was very, he's a very passionate um, uh, what's the word? <laughs> Watcher of sports. <laughs> uh, he loves it. Um, but you get in the car and they start telling you their opinions, what they saw going on in the game, what should have happened, what call was bad. And he didn't do that all the time. And I saw this with other parents too, all the time. But if, uh, what about, what if this happened? What if a child comes in from a game and the parent says, what did you think? What was your what was the best thing that you did? What is what did you fail at? Which is I all love asking that to my kids. Mm. How did you fail? Which is great because okay, so what'd you learn from that? So I mean, well, asking them questions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't put your opinion all over them. Let them come up with their own. Let them come up with the solutions. And then if there's action that needs to be taken, go encourage that action to be taken. But just let the kids go through the experience and just be a good supporter and a cheerleader on the side. Well, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, you know, for maybe a role ranger leader, and I'm also a USA archery coach. It, it's one thing when working with others' kids, but sometimes, you know, there's there's just that connection that you have with your child and you want so much for them. I have, if I ask a question, okay, how many are heavily tempted to become overly involved? I have to raise my hand, you know, uh, <clears throat> And I have to take a step back and, and check myself uh, because I, I, I want to interject. But there are times when, like you said, you just need to let them go uh, and do the things themselves and then be supportive of them. And unfortunately, I think it's harder for the parents to do that than it is for the kids to go and play and do and do that side. I think it's harder for us to just chill out and let our kids learn. It's so hard because we know how to do it. We know how to fix it. We know what's going on, but we already know and they don't. So they got to get to that point where they can learn and know. And it's so, so hard to not be like, let me take care of it. <laughs> it, it parents and guardians, I hope you heard her when she talked about failure. Sometimes we're so scared to bring that word up. And I love Mandy, the way that you said it, say, Hey, Listen, how did you fail today? Because if you're doing that over and over again, Mandy, you're taking that negative stick. Uh, oh, the, the negativity of the word failure away from it. And then you turn around and you're asking them, what can you do better next time? You see, we gain experience when we fail and we learn from our failure so that we don't repeat the same failure again. Yeah. And life is a constant, uh, you know, trip of where we we fail, we learn, we rise above our failure. We fail, we learn, we rise above. We we learn from that failure, we rise above it, and move yeah. forward. It's a constant, constant uh, cycle that oh, yeah. we we have to that that we're going to be involved in all of our lives. And our kids need to understand that too, because when they when they fail, they think oh, the world has come to an end. No, 
Oh, the world is yeah. not come to an end. I completely agree with you. A, a really fun activity to try at, at dinner and when you're all together is ask that. Hey, what did you fail at today? And the first time you ask it, they're going to be like, what? <laughs> they're going to look at you weird. But the more you do it, they're going to, they will, they will see that. But we do that all the time at dinner. What did you fail at? Oh, I failed this test. Shoot, what happened? Oh, well, <laughs> I didn't know the answers. Oh, well, why didn't you know the answers? I didn't study. Well, okay. Well, maybe next time we can study we, a little we, bit. We, we have found the solution. Oh, so what did you learn from that? I didn't <laughs> study. There we go. And, and once they say it, Mandy, you know, and I know we started talking about sports and now we're talking about learning from experiences, but whether it's sports or school or so many other different things, it is important to talk about failure making sure that they learn from it because it increases their self-confidence when they look back in the rearview mirror. A lot of times I tell my parents, journal, when they rise above that failing experience, that, hey, that's an achievement. And you note those so that later on, maybe they have a what they consider a bigger failure. Say, hey, listen, you failed here, you overcame it. You failed here, you overcame it. You failed here, overcame it. What's the uh, what's the theme here? Hey, mm-hmm. when, I, when I push through it and I trust in God, God will give me the ability to overcome that failure. So he's done it all these times. What makes you think that he's going to stop? You've overcome those with his help. So what makes you think that you can't do it again? And, it's, oh, and they gain confidence in themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. That is intentional parenting right there. Yes. Yes. I had a wonderful lady on here. She was talking about positive parenting. And I I, I love Podmatch because it's, it's introduced me to some great, great guests that I'm able to bring people like yourself on to speak to my parents. And Mandy, I love how authentic you are. You're just speaking from your heart about your family your kids, you do it in your uh, bio, you know, talking about your husband and, and where you live and everything else like that. Uh, parents, listen to her. Again, <laughs> I want to say that go to the podcast description and find out more about Mandy. Click on the links that you'll find there. Again, we're going to have links to her book. And I ask that you check her book out. And Mandy, you know, I I wrote a uh, parenting book and it's going to come out in hard copy, probably about January or so. So uh, congratulations to you because (laughs) writing a book is not easy. (laughs) No, it is not, especially when I got... When you have family all around you, you know, saying, hey, what's for dinner over and over and over every day, they keep asking what's for dinner. I swear. <laughs> and, and yeah. Self-doubt, because as you're going through it, 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 it is oh, in and of yeah. itself is a, a, a trial of trial and error uh, experiment when you're writing a book. So I wish you well. Thank you. The, uh, Thank you so much, Stan. Out there. And moms and dads, as we leave you and leave this episode, I want to challenge you, as I always do, to go forth 
and fearlessly parrot. God bless. Well, that concludes part two of my two-part interview with Mandy Natal, Moms, Dads, Guardians. I want you to know that Fearlessly Parroting is here for you. If you have any ideas for future topics or things that you would like to see us talk about on this podcast, feel free to send me an email to slewis at inwardjourney.com. I will have that email address in the podcast description. We are here for you. We are here to serve you. And we will continue to do so in every episode. God bless.